It's me, it's me, it's the ROB, mobbing once again, right here in a New Year's edition with two dudes who may not have the street cred, but definitely look like Eugene, right here on Perch on the Top Rope. The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. You want to touch that? <laughs> I, uh, thank Ex- you. Exactly. There we go. All you need is that music bouncing in, and we are ready to rock and roll on a New Year's Day edition. 2022, guys, it is the, what is this, day one, literally, for Perched on its Top Rope, and also uh, probably a, a what's going to be a less than stellar pay-per-view for WWE. But it is a very special COVID edition of Perched on the Top Rope today because COVID-19 positive is most likely coming my way <laughs> and also probably above me too with L. But, uh, and I've already had it. It's overrated. So, yeah, me too. It's not great. <laughs> Dude, oh. the, the night sweats are terrible. I'm waking up like I jumped in a pool, jumped out, didn't dry off, and went right to bed. It's terrible. That's different than your average normal daily. Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, God. We, we kid. We kid here on Perched on the Top Rope. We kid. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, um, careful with those accents. You'll get uh, swole mad at you. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's start the show off with sending our thoughts and condolences to... Uh, Corporal Kirshner, his friends and family, uh, he passed away. Uh, he's also known as Leatherface over in Japan and Super Leatherface. Uh, we would also like to send our thoughts and condolences to someone who was a host of WWE Raw, an icon in the entertainment industry, Betty White. Thank you for being a friend. So, there's that Eugene jumping. As you guys heard with the 10 bell salute in the beginning of the show, uh, never would have thought in a million years when WWE was doing those guests that you would have had Betty White. Would you would have ever thought Betty White in professional wrestling? No, but she was popular. I mean, she had a social following. uh, I could see her dropping an elbow drop off the top rope. Sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't no May Young, but she was close. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just about to bring up May Young actually with her uh, taking the power bomb off the stage from Bubba Ray Dudley. Because, damn. I mean, I'd like to know how sore she was because I know I'd be sore for at least a week. I mean, and also going back to the, the, you know, seeing Betty White hosting Monday Night Raw. We also had Pee Wee Herman host Monday Night Raw. So, um, you know, there's another one that, you know, begs the question, why? 
it was Monday Night Raw was a strange time in that time frame. They had all those different guests. There was like Shaq, Betty White, Pee Wee Herman, Bob Barker. Bob Barker being my personal favorite out of all of the guest hosts because he just grilled Chris Jericho the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget the uh, the guys from Jackass were on as well. Yep. Speaking of that, Johnny Knoxville has tweeted that he is getting prepared for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, Christ. We know WWE likes to throw some uh, curveballs with surprise guests and stuff like that. You know, we've seen Drew Carey in it. Mm-hmm. So if it's true, I'm going to, you know, if it's true, I'm going to be interested to see how it goes because I'm sure this is in some way, shape, or form to promote the new Jackass movie. I'm so upset Drew Carey didn't win the Royal Rumble. I mean, yeah, I he had, too, a, but he, he had a chance that year. He definitely yeah. had a chance. Oh, absolutely. Until till Kane walked in. <laughs> <laughs> and will that be who eliminates Johnny Knoxville this year? <laughs> who knows? Who it won't knows? be Braun Strowman. Mm-mm. No, it will not. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of, you know, surprise entries of the Royal Rumble, on the bump, X-Pac, Sean Waltman said that he is getting in ring shape for 2022. He also said he's been medically cleared. Well, all he did was tear his ass, didn't he? I mean, what was, what was wrong with him? I remember he was on a show and I remember, uh, 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 Ryan Shamrock was on the show with him and he tried to do the Bronco buster and tore his ass. It was like yeah. the second time he had done it too. Okay. Yeah, this so was, was the that, is this the medical problem that we're still talking about? I think so. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know how severe tearing your butthole is. I've seen some pretty weird things on the internet. So I'm pretty sure he did that like <laughs> a decade ago, though. So like, if your ass has just been torn for like ten years, I, I'm worried. Well, that's what I was like. I mean, I didn't hear him after he did that. I never heard him going back to wrestle again. So I don't yeah. know what the medically cleared and injury would have been. Maybe it's just maybe due to his age, they like just had certain requirements for him to get back in a ring shape or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Tied up asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Someone sew this man up. <laughs> Uh, yeah but absolutely i i wouldn't be shocked at all especially with him saying it on a wwe sponsored show i wouldn't be shocked if xbox shows up in the royal rumble this year yeah especially after 81 releases they need to fill some gaps for the royal rumble yeah just a little bit hey could we see johnny gargano come back for the royal rumble entirely possible no that would pop the crowd it really would because I really just look at it as the leave of absence, even though he didn't resign, Mm -hmm. you know, resign a new contract. Maybe he has already again and didn't want to go elsewhere. Like the offer that was presented to him or maybe it was was really weird because as you know, Lee, I was talking to him a couple weeks ago about doing one of our appearances with perched on the top rope, big event, uh, March 5th and at first he was very 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 excited about it and then a week later had a call back and say well I can't really do that anymore 
And usually 99.99999% of the time when a talent has to do that, it's because they're going to one place and one place only. And that is the WWE. Well, it's entirely possible that uh, Johnny Gargano kind of pulled like a big show. I don't know if you remember back in, it was like, uh, like 06 to 09. Big Show's contract actually did expire, but he didn't end up going anywhere else. He just took some time off from wrestling. He came back, he re-signed a new contract, and I think it was about early, like, 2008, and then made his return. So it could be entirely possible that Johnny Gargano is doing the same type of thing where, yes, he let his contract expire so he would have the time to be at home, and then he's just going to re-sign when he's ready to come back. And here's the other thing to consider, too. You know, distance, uh, time away makes the heart grow, grow fonder, mm-hmm. is the old saying. And if you take a look at the last NXT that he ever did, he had that emotional goodbye where everybody came out and he was hugging everybody and everyone was saying kumbaya and goodbye to him. Mm-hmm. Now he goes away. He lets his wife have her baby and everything. Keep in mind, she's still tied up with WWE. So it's not like she can go anywhere. Right. And here comes the Royal Rumble and he makes his, his return. At just the right time, I think you could get something similar to like a Hardy Boys pop that you got back in WrestleMania when when they entered that four-man tag title tournament um, in Orlando. I think, you know, that that could be something where the fans really get behind. Um, well, now, where they'll shit on it, on the flip side, is when he doesn't win the Royal Rumble, then you're going to have a Daniel Bryan movement. Yeah. Well, especially, too, if... Uh... You know, they tend to put NXT wrestlers in the Royal Rumble, especially if they throw Grayson Waller in there, who arguably has more heat than any wrestler in the company right now. If they throw him in there and then have Johnny Gargano come in and be the one to eliminate him, the pop's going to be insane. Yeah, but I think Johnny has to now go to that main roster. Again, the problem with going to the main roster is he's not big enough. True. Yeah, we all know how Vince likes those bigger men. Maybe compensating for something. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, there's three possible surprise entries for the male Royal Rumble. Now, the females, I believe, between NXT UK, NXT, and the main roster. I believe there's only, don't quote me to it, but I think it's between 38 and 48 women total. Well, you know, they're not going to use all the women from every roster either. Yeah, no, you know, so you're going to have, you're going to have your spots reserved that are left for the likes of Lita or Trish Stratus to come and make an appearance in the rumble or, or Molly Holly or, you know, any of those legends, there's going to be some spots that are going to be saved for them. Yeah, absolutely. Is uh, it too early? Is it too early to say that there might be a possible appearance from big swole in the women's Royal rumble? I was just thinking that I was, I was just thinking that, you know what? It's not, I mean, not at all. Cedric Alexander works for WWE. That is her. Are they married? Just boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance? I don't know. I know they're together. That's all I know. I don't really follow who day two in the wrestling world until last night when Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti were posting uh, Twitter photos, kissing each other. Sucking face. Yeah. You mean the biggest, the biggest uh, kayfabe since finding out wrestling was real? 
or fake? <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. Sammy, when you're when you're paying your own way to go to your girlfriend's personal signing appearances, that's kind of pathetic. <laughs> but I digress, you pathetic little weasel. Not that I got anything against Sammy. I just yeah, I was going to say the weasel. That's Bobby the Brain. I just think he's pathetic. Bobby Again, the another, Brain is the weasel. We leave it at Bobby the seventy-five pound Eugene <clears throat> looking reject. Oh, whoa! I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, because right. Eugene, Eugene, Eugene is better. Eugene was heavier. You're right. Yeah, I was going to say Eugene was definitely heavier. Nick Dunsmore. All right. Uh, anyway, we have. Uh, let's just talk about it because we're on AEW. Let's let's go over this big swole. Tony Khan, Leo Rush, Hobbs involved now controversy. So, if you remember correctly, when all this was when she like left the company all in the dirt sheets, she tweeted left on good terms. It was a mutual thing, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> now big swole does an interview complaining about how AEW was basically run. There's no diversity, this and that Tony Khan sees and probably read the interview. It was on fightful. Quote tweets it and says, uh, you know, how can she say that the people who run the company are both brown, him and another, uh, another person, and then goes on to list a bunch of wrestlers who won on TV that month and then says, how can you say it's not diverse? And then comes in, uh, Rob, your favorite dirt sheet writer. <laughs> Who uh, Alfred the Butler, who's always on AEW for the lack of diversity, uh, and then at the at the end of Tony Khan's tweet, he throws in this like little little jab, it's basically saying, "I let her go out of her contract because she's not that good of a wrestler," and then the internet got mad at tony i know how i feel about it alex i'm gonna let you share your thoughts on it first so um it's like it's difficult because i kind of see both sides of like certain things so uh in regards to big swole's comments um i don't think that there's purposefully a lack of diversity and you know that's also it's also hard for me to say as a white male because I, it's not, it doesn't affect me but um i think the problem is and the way she says that it's basically insinuating that the only people that are being pushed are are white wrestlers but the the problem is is that when AEW started the wrestlers that were signed to contracts the bigger names just happened to be white it's they they didn't sign any of the, like the the more popular uh black wrestlers because most of them are currently signed with WWE right now Bobby Lashley Biggie Kofi Kingston Xavier Woods you know those are some of your bigger names as far as 
African-American wrestlers right now, and they're signed to another company. The way I've watched AEW over the past couple of years, it doesn't look like they're completely not paying attention to them. They're just slowly building them up. Powerhouse Hobbs has been slowly built up with his partnership with Team Taz. They've had Lee Johnson and Lee uh, Moriarty um, both in big matches over the past year with the likes of like Cody Rhodes and stuff like that. Um, currently, um, what's their name? Uh, Marcus Quinn. And I, I can't remember their tag team name, but they're currently with Matt Hardy right now. And Matt Hardy's taking them under their wing. So he's slowly private party. Private party thank you. Um, they're currently under the tutelage of Matt Hardy, who's a legend. So they're going to slowly make their way up the ladder as well. Um, I just, I don't think it's, the acclaimed yeah i don't jump in there but how about the acclaimed yeah and the acclaimed as well like the acclaimed have been all over the dirt sheets for the past year um so i don't i don't think that they're necessarily going out of their way to not push these guys just a lot of these people of color that are signed to aew are were a little lower down the ladder as far as starting their career so you you have to push them they're not going to be mega superstars overnight because if you send them all the way to the top immediately and you push them like that the fans are just going to complain that in like a roman Reigns situation in wwe that we're they're being shoved down our throats so there's no winning or losing there however uh completely unprofessional from tony khan to tweet out like that because if vince mcmahon tweeted out the same exact thing everybody would want his head on a stake so uh i think that's a conversation that should have happened between big swole and tony khan behind closed doors i don't think it should have happened on twitter um i think he was completely out of line and in regards to leo rush's tweets about him apologizing i'm actually going to take leo rush's side for once and i think tony khan owes big swole an apology all right Rob, how do you well, feel about it? I agree 110% with everything Alex said. Um, you know, and if you take a look at whenever anyone has had issues with WWE, no one has ever responded to anybody's tweets, interviews, or anything like that because they're just above it. Um, you know, it, it, it's a business. It is what it is. Your contract didn't get renewed. I can't renew everybody. It is what it is. Um, but Tony has this innate problem almost like a a spoiled child that can't take criticism he can't take criticism with his football team i'm surprised i'm very 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 surprised that was it wednesday or somebody made the comment on one of the aw shows this week in a promo that they were, and it probably was the acclaim, that they were overpaid more than Tim Tebow or some shit like that. And they, they cracked on Jacksonville there. Uh, if, you, if anybody's watched or listened to the Busted Open radio show, anytime Bully Ray and Tony Khan get together and Bully has constructive criticism, and, and by constructive criticism, I'm, I seriously mean by saying your referees aren't doing what they're supposed to. Here's different situations mm -hmm. where... You know, they could have been improved, um, you know, little things to try and make the show better. He gets very, 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 very defensive to the point where he won't come on the show if Bully Ray is on because he wants this nice fluff. Everything is wonderful. And all the guy ever wants to talk about is, is well, we hit another great demographic this week. Well, we did another great demographic. Who gives a crap? One million people are watching this channel and one million people are watching this channel. Okay, how much money are you making? 
you know, uh, he, he, he's, he's got this, uh, what, what's the other thing they call little man syndrome where, where, you know, they, 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 he just, he's like a firecracker whenever anything at all happens. And I mean, anything, this guy just blows up and you don't see that at WWE. You've never seen that at WWE. My God, could you imagine if everyone that said a bad thing about Vince McMahon and he was sitting there at his, with his cell phone and he was just retweeting and quoting and, and, and mouthing back off to everybody, please. You know, for a billionaire, for a billionaire company, uh, the cons, the, the t- Tony sure doesn't know how to, uh, how, to, how to handle anything. And he certainly hasn't learned anything from his father. Great. I think the closest we ever really got to Vince freaking out like that was uh, during the the steroid trial. Remember when he went on that live talk show? Can't remember oh, who it was with, and the yeah, host yeah. the host kept like jabbing at him the whole time, and Vince almost like beat the shit out of him on live air. Well, back, back when Vince used to do those, and that's also another reason why he probably doesn't do them anymore. Um, you'll see things like the Donahue show. Mm-hmm. Phil Donahue, um, you know, which was a daytime talk show like we have nowadays, like, uh, you know, it was Donahue and Oprah and he was on Donahue with with Dave Meltzer and, and a few others. And and if you watch that one, you can see he really gets that Vince always had that those bulging beady eyes when he was wanting to pull out a gun and blow your brains away. Um, you always would get the beady the beady eyes had events and, and several of those, he, he also had the thing with Bob Costas where when Bob was asking him about the deaths and wrestling and he slapped the papers out of Bob's hand and asked him if he yep. wanted to go. I mean, you know, please, you're going to beat a poor little Bob Costas, but uh, you know, but th- you know, at least that's a real, that's a, like a face to face thing. Tony right. Khan is almost like a keyboard warrior. He yep. doesn't. He doesn't actually come out and say anything or do anything. He actually just tweets it. And the you bully know? Ray stuff is absolutely ridiculous because he never. I listen busting open with bully all the time, and he never like goes out of his way to just physically attack. It's always constructive criticism because that man. That man's probably one of the smartest wrestling minds out there today. And all he wants, like when he gives his his criticism on the show, it's not from like a, I'm tearing your show apart. It's I want your show to be better. I'm just giving ideas of what would make it better. Yeah. 100%. And that's, and that's the thing. If you've ever listened to Tony time, um, he gets very, he gets very, very bent out of shape. If you have any criticism, mm-hmm. any criticism at all, um, you know, but I think that's also the culture that they have in AEW because Cody Rhodes, uh, apparently is the, is the same way because, you know, he, he's going to shove this good boy, Cody Rhodes down your throat, despite the fact that no matter, they can't even, they can't even drown the booze out in the arena nowadays. However, right. if that does turn into a heel turn though, it'll be a hell of a story. Well, one of my bachelor's degrees is in communications and a minor with psychology and the way that tony communicates like that where you know can't take the criticism uh usually the blame falls on somebody else kind of thing that's a a narcissistic type of personality that you are dealing with you can't take the criticism, so I'm going to come back at you with a, a shot 10 times to hurt you 10 times more. Uh, his communication style, I've, I've, we've been on 
uh, media calls a couple of times. Uh, and he's, he's flipped out once on a girl, but <laughs> yeah, and he had to apologize and everything. Um, cause she was asking a question about, uh, if he would ever do like a female pay-per-view and this and that. And he cut her off and was like, I paid for wrestlers to do the NWA one and I got no credit and I want more credit and I didn't get credit. Me, 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 me. Yep. That's a narcissist. Me, 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 yep. me, me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like what he's doing with AEW as a whole in general. He's just got to learn to step back, do what he's doing well at and let other people do the speaking yeah and i mean but he's also I'm, i can't say bad stuff without saying the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Good stuff, because the man's bringing the Owen Hart Foundation with the Owen Hart Cup, and Owen's going to be in a video game, and the action figures, and you know, created, you know, helped create this company. So, I think he's just got to learn to kind of take a step back and not be so upfront about his feelings in public he's he's also burned a couple bridges you know i've heard billy corrigan talk about having problems with tony i think tony wants to be put up on this pedestal like you were saying lee he wants to be put up on this pedestal of of look at this great genius you know but <coughs> you know uh, it's not about being a great genius. The great genius will come in time. Vince McMahon wasn't the 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 uh, genius and the and the god of wrestling that you know we've come to love over the past forty years. Um, you know he didn't come out of the gate like that. It took several years to build that up before he became you know this this massive empire and and genius that he is. Well, yeah, and. When it, when it comes to this controversy between him and Big Soul, as, as Al had brought up, Leo Rush had tweeted that he wants him to apologize. Uh, you guys were both on, on his side. And uh, there's people on his side. There's people that not are not on his side saying, hey, that's your boss. You don't talk to your boss like that sort of deal. Uh, I don't think Leo it. cares. <laughs> no, I don't think Leo cares. Leo's no, the type of person, he don't care if he gets fired again. You know yeah, what? That's, no. There's there's a there's a respect about that at the same time if you're standing up for what you believe in. Yeah, sure. You know, so you know, so there was that, and then uh, Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs, got involved. Uh, he is siding with with Tony. His his tweet was, "I've been featured." And pardon me with the uh, COVID breath here. Going to get a little winded trying to read all this. I've been featured in some heavy ass spots since being signed to AEW as well as other minorities. Now TK has put me in spots at the right time. That meant something punk Christian cage, Brian cage, sorry. And, and hangman and especially running in to save mocks. This company has been there since the passing of my mother, Cody and QT played tremendous part in getting me signed. 
Lastly, if you have an issue with someone, pick up the phone. I agree with Hobbs, especially on the last part, because like he's telling his personal side. But the last part is the part that gets me uh, on all ends. Why are you tweeting at each other? Why aren't you discussing this over the phone? Also kind of like what Alex brought up. Mm-hmm. Well, this I don't isn't think... made for social media. This is made for a private conversation. But wasn't it taken from an interview? Didn't Swole do this interview? Yeah, she did an interview where she talks about basically AEW's, how its run isn't structured well, but there's a lack of diversity as well, which I mean, we do interviews and we have stuff like this happen when we've done interviews where someone has said something bad and then that person's like, hey, what the heck? You know, um, Fightful put the interview out and that's where Tony Khan quote tweeted it and said what he said where so she didn't really go on social media no she no. Fightful, she Fightful did the interview with her and they put it out there so yeah. it, in my opinion then that that is more on Tony Khan then because you as a CEO of a wrestling company or you know president of a wrestling company whatever um, you you have to know that part of the business is wrestlers going and doing interviews after they leave companies. We we do it. We interview wrestlers. Lee, you interview people. Rob, you interview people. We that's that's part of the business, and you have to know that that's going to happen when somebody goes and gets released from the company, and whatever is said is going to be said. And if you have an issue with it with that person, or you want to make amends and like talk about it. Tony Khan should have picked up the phone. I guarantee he's got her number because he had her signed to a contract. He should have picked up the phone. He should have called and he should have talked to her about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I agree. You know, there's, there's a lot of sides here coming in and whether you're on Tony's side on this or not, there's more, it's more of an issue for what Tony did than what Big Swole did, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I'm, that's yeah. it for me. But, and then this is the last thing I will say, I, I, I like where uh, Hobbs is coming from more than anybody, because I think, like you said, I think his last comments were kind of just like an in the middle towards both sides type thing. Yeah. But he is also right at the same time that there have been a lot of people of color that have been given opportunities there. They're just, they're slowly working on it. So I, I think this whole thing was blown way out of proportion to an extent that it didn't need to be. And I think both sides could have just talked this out in person. Because Tony Storm up and quit this week. She asked for a release and she was granted it. And uh, according to Dirt Sheets, she, during the middle of a tour, personally decided to leave paid for her own airfare and flew home and just up and quit basically. Yeah. You know, this, uh, we've talked about this on our own, Alex, and I think I've discussed it with you too, Rob. I did. It was actually in our group chat. They kind of had no choice. I feel like, because if you didn't, then I feel like the excuse for the other 81 wrestlers that it was budget cuts kind of bullshit yeah i mean we know it is anyway but yeah you're gonna pay someone to sit at home who just quit and meanwhile you released everybody else due to budget cuts yeah yeah i mean in time i'm sure we'll hear the story as to why 
she quit there. I know there's a lot of speculation online, especially with the uh, pie in the face Mm -hmm. or whatever that incident there that happened on TV. But um, I know this one has to bum you out, Lee. I know she was one of your favorites and, and she was also in the midst of somewhat of a push. Yes. The pie incident did suck, but she was also just recently in a SmackDown women's championship match as of last week. Yeah, she was in a in a huge push and everything, and I guess she was one of my favorite female talents when she when I found out she signed and was going to NXT UK. I was absolutely I loved it. It gave me a reason to watch NXT UK a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, I was gonna say you've been following her career since the Indies, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, like that's how much like I I I don't really pay attention to those Indies like that that much, but. You know, when I see someone who catches my eye, then I'm like, yeah, that's a good talent. I'm, I'm for it. And she was one of those talents. She has everything to make a main event run in WWE. Mm-hmm. She had it. Mm-hmm. She was there. She was getting that push. I don't know what the reasoning is, um, but I'm just going to blame Charlotte. It's your fault, Charlotte. When in doubt, blame Charlotte. <laughs> well, she <laughs> she did go on social media, and I was trying to find it because when I read it this morning, um, you know, it really resonated with me. Um, Please don't tell me it's the one where, because I think it's a joke where she, where it's a quote where she, someone like put in a photo and says how she missed a cousin's funeral, uh, circumcision, like and stuff like that because like. Yeah, that was just like <laughs> someone. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone, some idiot on the internet posted this. It was basically a picture of her, and you could tell they just photoshopped text over it. And they made up this quote about how she like missed a wedding, missed her cousin's circumcision, uh, missed a bunch of this stuff, and that she just couldn't take it anymore. And like, you don't even need to, you didn't even need to look it up. Just looking at it and reading it, you knew it was fake. Yeah, Who goes to the circumcision? One. Is that, that a party I miss these days? That's what I, I wanted there, to know. There was another one in there too that, like, I read it and I was like, "This is no. There's no way she would say this like publicly." And here it is. So, <laughs> I, damn it, I quit. I missed my cousin's circumcision. But it's it's all it's it's on all over like the Facebook groups and stuff. Cause like I read it and I was like, man, I hope that's not what Rob's talking about. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't. No, it definitely wasn't something about missing a circumcision. So uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that would have made me pop though. That was, that was good. Uh, no, but it, this was uh time will tell when she tells her side of the story, what, what the issue is. It was surprising though considering yeah. where she was on SmackDown last week. And, and especially since like some wrestlers went on Twitter were like quoted, I think by Sean Ross Sapp is like, she didn't tell anyone. She didn't even say goodbye. She was just up and gone. Yep. She just bounced. Kind of like a Jeff Hardy incident. Right. Up and well, gone. I guess, I guess only time will tell. It's, it's a sad situation, but time will tell. Yeah. However, moving on from WWE, finally, let's talk about Ring of Honor for a minute. I know this is a topic you love. This is a topic I love because it's a company that I love. Um, 
I am starting to think more and more by the day that we may have been wrong in assuming that Ring of Honor is completely gone. And I will tell you why. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but Jonathan Gresham has just kind of started like his own, um, like, I don't know if it's an indie company or if it's he's just doing straight pay-per-views or exactly what you want to call it. But the promotion is called Terminus. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And they have a they have a show in Atlanta coming up on January 16th. And as we know, uh, Jonathan Gresham has been defending the Ring of Honor World Championship, the original version of it that he won at Final Battle. Um, he's defending it at the Hard to Kill pay-per-view for Impact against Chris Saban. And I think he's got a couple other defenses, but Bandito, who currently holds the more recent, most updated version of the Ring of Honor World Championship, is also planning on defending it throughout different promotions as well. And I think if Ring of Honor didn't have some sort of plan in spot, they wouldn't be having this happen. So at this Terminus uh, promotion event uh, in Atlanta on January 16th, Jonathan Gresham is putting his Ring of Honor World Championship on the line against former Impact World Champion Josh Alexander on that same show. Bandito is defending the current Ring of Honor World Championship belt against uh, Baron Black, who's an indie star. I think if Rana, and this is being promoted on the Ring of Honor website, if they weren't planning on eventually having some sort of uh, unification match down the road, I don't think this would be happening. I agree. And I'm going to point out something real quick. Baron Black and John Gresham are both trained by Curtis Hughes. Mr. Curtis Hughes, the first guy to ever steal the Undertaker's there. There's your little piece of, uh, piece of tip info. for the day. Yeah. That guy's got a book coming out, I heard. Yeah, me too. I wonder yeah. who wrote it. I heard it's some schmuck. Yeah, from Perched on the Top Rope. There it is. I, I'm honestly shocked that it took Lee this long to do his shameless plug. Usually there's a couple <laughs> of them by now. I'm proud of you. You you showed resiliency today, Lee. We well, we haven't talked on any topics where I can like tie in. So <laughs> right. But yeah, no, um <laughs> if if this company is is truly disappearing the way that we all thought they were going to, uh, I feel like these two world championships that are both part of the company's history would not be being consistently defended. So maybe they are just taking a break. Who knows? And and let's also not forget, I believe their women's champion, Mm -hmm. Roxy, will be uh, defending her women's championship from Ring of of Honor as well. If you remember correctly, uh, Deanna Perrazzo came out at at the, the final battle. So... Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be interesting. And speaking of Roxy, too, uh, we've we've shared this on our Facebook page too. But Roxy is also recently spotted at a WWE tryout as well. Gotta so get paid. Yeah, who knows what's gonna happen? Um, you know, I mean, some she's of the young. Champions, she's nineteen or something like that. Right, and I don't think all of the champions are gonna come back because obviously they're not under contract. Like I think it's safe to say that the Briscoes are slowly on their way to AEW. Roxy could be going to either Impact or WWE. But with these two world champions consistently defending the world titles, even if it's just coming back for one show, I don't think Ring of Honor is quite done yet. Yeah, I don't either. Especially after hearing that they were going to be defending the belts and stuff. Uh, Time will tell. We still have some time between now and April. So, absolutely. And I, I honestly, this this terminus show is actually starting to look like it's going to kind of be 
badass. So it'll be something to tune into. Um, going back to AEW one more time. Lee, we've got the TBS Women's Championship Finals coming up. We yes, have we Jade, do. We have Jade Cargill facing Ruby Soho on the January 5th edition of Dynamite coming up in a few days. Do you think the issues recently with Big Swole are going to affect whether they have Jade Cargill win or not? My honest opinion... No, because I think that's who they already have planned to win it. <clears throat> but I think it will come off as uh, forced. Uh, you know, a lot of fans don't think Jade is she's still green, I guess. Is, she's still green, I guess, is the best way I can word it, is how fans think of her and her wrestling skills where Ruby is a veteran and this and that, but I think that they have in their mind that Jade is to win the TBS championship. But now I think it's just going to come off as like forced after the big swole incident. And on the flip Um, side, if she doesn't win, you're going to have people that are pissed off and say that she was disciplined because of the incident. Yeah. So I, it's, it's going to be a, a, I think a lose, lose situation for AEW, no matter who wins, but I personally would like to see Ruby win. I just don't know if that's going to happen, especially with this controversy. Rob, your thoughts? I think if they put it on Ruby, it's yet another attempt at pushing WWE talent. Um, But who's to say that Swollen didn't do this with the intentions of knowing that they were going to put it on Ruby? And if you create the controversy, you almost, like you said, take Tony's arms and push him up back behind his, the back of his head. He's, they're twisted up so hard, he almost has to give the, the championship to Jade. I would give it to Jade from the standpoint of it's an AEW homegrown talent. So why not push the people you brought, you brought up to the dance all on your own instead of someone you plucked for, for you know several hundred thousand dollars at a WWE? But I definitely think that the the comments by Swole are going to play a factor in this, but I would I would have I would have given it to Jade from the start. You know, I actually I like what you're saying, Rob, because there are are a lot of these AEW homegrown talents, and even if your plan is eventually to have Ruby hold the title, give it to Jade first. Let her build up some heat. Let Ruby go into chase mode because if you make her actually go through the chase mode, people aren't going to look at it when she wins as they just gave it to WWE star. They're going to look at it as she actually had to earn it. Well, exactly. And if you also go based off of, I would say physique, Jade would destroy up. Yeah. Yeah. She realistically, she could destroy the roster. Like put Riho in there against her. What's going to (laughs) happen. You know, realistically, she wouldn't stand a chance. I think seeing a, a good, a good feud for Jade with someone like, you know, another monster like Nyla Rose would would go over well. Have have her start. You know, it's a, supposed to be a secondary championship. If you're going to make it credible, have her run through credible names. Then, mm-hmm. you know, I agree. And a lot of people have given 
like I said earlier, Tony Slack, but when it came to like the women's division and this and that, they have a women's division. They really do. I mean, compared to when they first started the company, when the the women's division was virtually non-existent, yeah, like they they have a solid women's division at this point now. Look at look at Dr. Britt Baker, for example. No one really saw her ever being in the position she's in, and now we're seeing she's phenomenal on the mic. All right, she's she's killing that. Mm-hmm. Killing it in the ring. And look at the match we just saw uh, with, with Bunny, Allie, uh, on Rampage. She was a oh bloody mess the other night. It was it was a very good match, too. Yes. So, like, the women's division has gotten a lot better in it's AEW. Stacked. So, I, I, you know, I think Jade gets it, but I guess maybe I look at it from a different perspective that it's either going to be she's getting it because of the controversy. You know, I think that's how fans will look at it. Yeah, it's uh, either way. It's that issue with Big Swole, I feel like, is definitely going to be a looming cloud over this match. It's literally like a Watts-Ron Simmons 1992 incident almost all over again. Now, here's the flip side to it. Let's take it one step further. If If... Uh, Ruby Soho does win and Jade does not. Do you see a uh, swole tweet going, told you so? And then you watch Tony on the defensive once again. I don't know if it would be big swole, but I'm sure there's going to be, like, if, if Ruby is does win, yeah, you're going to see tweet. You're going to see the one guy who writes for Forbes there. Alfred. Uh, Alfred. This is nasty on Twitter, whatever his tweet handle is. So, like, yeah, there's going to be controversy. I think there's just going to be controversy no matter who wins, to be honest with you. I think it goes over a lot more, though, if Jade, uh, not Jade, if Ruby wins. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, assuming Ruby wins, if Swole is the one that puts the tweet out, I think it goes over more because I don't think Tony Khan is really watching Alfred's Twitter handle. but I think if, if Swole puts it out there and says, see, I told you, everyone's going to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree. I, uh, it's a controversial topic. It's, it's never going to be an easy topic to, to discuss. You know, uh, and it, it just, for whatever reason, it just brings me back to Watson, Ron Simmons, just less a different times back then so Mm -hmm. less aggressive i guess in this sort of today's age of between swole and con because if you go back and you read watts's comments the man's dropping n-bombs and and you know really saying some bad stuff like well if i own a grocery store why do i have to serve this person why do i have to serve that person I opened a grocery store to serve who I want to serve. That's like pretty bad. And when I mean pretty bad, that's bad. Now you see why things happen the way they did. But I mean, I, don't, I just see it being controversial no matter what. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find us on social media, we are on YouTube, perched on the top rope. We have awesome interviews on there from very, very rare interviews with Ultimo Dragon. We also have the likes of the Mountie. Shannon Moore, 
Neil Perrett, and coming soon, Gary Michael Capetta, John Nord, the Berserker. You can also find us anywhere when it comes to podcasting. However, we have a faint love for Apple Podcasts. It is perched on the top rope, but we're also on Amazon, Google, Podbean. Spotify. Spotify. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found and on Red Circle. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget we are on Facebook. It is perched on the top rope. You can find us on Twitter, perched top rope. And you can find us on Instagram, perched on the top rope podcast. And while you're checking out our social media, do not forget that we are also in the promoting world as February 6th. We will be at Baltimore Celeb Fest with Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. You can go to eventbrite.com, type in their names. The event will come up. We are currently offering for a limited time $25 off a VIP ticket if you use the coupon code Karrion Cross. Killer Cross. Oh, Killer Cross. I apologize. Got to use his real name now, Killer Cross. That's right. No more WWE stuff. Uh, we will also be March 5th at the big event. Guest announcement coming soon. March 12th, we will be at Showcase of Legend 7, Albany, New York. I believe March 26th. 6th. We'll be in Philadelphia, New York. Pennsylvania. For, for Battleground Wrestling Championship Wrestling, Rob Feinstein's wrestling promotional company that he has now started. And then there is April WrestleMania. Pending the world doesn't shut down again. Boys, send us off. There's one important thing that you always must remember when listening to this show. And what would that be, Rob? Spoiler free. It's the way to be. We're We're out. out. Hmm.